We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. Your home for everything. Lakers, your summer league Lakers just fell to the Hornets in sudden death. Just a thing in summer league when you go to double overtime. But we're going to break down a little bit of what happened in the game. Thank you for joining me. If you're coming in live from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter, if you're joining us over on Apple Podcasts, listen to the podcast version of this. Appreciate it. Make sure you do give us that five-star rating and review. Joining me tonight We've got Sean Davis from LakersNation.com. Sean, how are you doing? And uh, the Lakers, sudden death that nobody, nobody wants. Nobody wants summer league games to go to OT, but uh, but we got it anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. That game was a lot of fun until we got to overtime. And at that point, you and me, Trevor, in, that, in the playback stream, thanks everybody for coming in. We were just kind of ready for that game to be over with by the time it got to overtime. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let, let's talk a little bit about it because a lot of people are upset with Scottie Pippen Jr. Uh, for the way he finished that game. How, how did you feel about his play tonight? I thought he was fine. I thought this might have been his worst game, um, which is saying something. But um, again, just like some of the things I, I think we've seen since the very first California Classic game, he's a little too out of control sometimes. Um, not the best defender. And if the jumper's not really falling... Yeah, like what what are we getting there? And then um he kind of tries to force force some passes sometimes as well. But yeah, I don't think it was a good game from him. I thought it was his worst game of all of summer league so far. So um I definitely understand the frustration, but I think again it's summer league, so don't overreact too far, just give an honest assessment and then it's more about the player's development than winning games, if we're being honest. Yeah, you know what? I, I thought defensively overall he's been okay i mean not not great but he's been okay I, i've liked some of the reads that he's made some of the effort that he's put in on that and had some issues tonight um i didn't like the kind of hero ball that we saw at the end both from mason jones and scotty pippen jr i would like to and that could be a coaching situation too where i'd like to see something more something run um in order to get a decent look and uh and how do you free you know cole swider had an 8-0 run by himself and then didn't get another shot like how do you not run something to get him a look he seriously didn't get another attempt after giving the Lakers NATO run to put them in the lead. Then the, the ball just never found him again. I thought they didn't do a good enough job 
getting him the ball late. But again, summer league, it's not really about who ultimately wins or loses the game. So I'm not going to complain about that. But just from a strategic standpoint, from a learning standpoint, you've got a guy that single-handedly has an 8-0 run. You probably want to get him the ball again. And yet the Lakers did not do that. No, I, I agree. Um, it feels like they only really try to get one look for him in that fourth quarter and beyond or after the 8-0 run, excuse me. Um, and that was the last play, last offensive play they got, which is when they tried to run that Spain set. But Scotty hit that, tried to shoot the Bay Rage jumper that he badly missed. So, yeah, I, I agree for sure. Uh, Mikey says that game felt like last year's regular season. Death wasn't sudden enough. And Swider was stupidly ignored late. Yeah, um, I I don't understand why they didn't go back to Swider there. But, uh, yeah, it was... It's not great when you lose, but again, try to remember summer league. It's not all about the wins or the losses. It's not really what um, what you're looking to see. Uh, can we visit the studio? The kid from Akron said, can we visit the studio in Vegas during summer league? Uh, you can visit it. We're not in the studio at this point. We're, we're back from summer league already. Just made a quick trip, um, but it is at the at the win. You can walk by Blue Wire Studios. It's really cool. It's a, it's a really nice studio if you ever get a chance to uh, to stop by massive it's a great studio had a great time what what do you think about this skip to my loose said i know it's summer league but man these kids look bad wish reeves was playing in summer league i mean i do too but reeves he's he's doing other training and stuff so i don't blame him for not playing i don't know if i think they look bad like i don't want to let the fact that they lost this game turn into oh man these guys are terrible i think they've got some guys that are interesting here in this mix I just think that they lost a summer league game, but again, it's not, it's not about winning or losing the game. It's about ultimately development and like, okay. If, if Mac McClung and Jay Huff were on the roster and playing tonight, do they win this game? If Jay Huff is playing, they for sure win. Uh, Mac just wasn't playing enough for the Lakers summer league team to where I think it would really make a difference. But um, yeah. And again, like to go on the development point really, really quickly, if you want to talk about development from guys like Sasha Kalia Jones, who I promised to God I never heard of until this summer league happened. I thought he's been really good in summer league or for summer league terms. I looked really, really good. Um, and then again, he had that terrible foul coming up the floor, but Nate Pierre Lewis has been good in summer league. And then in development, Max Christie, this was his best game, including the California classic and the Vegas summer league. The defensive stuff is still there, but he was finally being more aggressive, attacking the basket. And then um, I thought when he was shooting more, which is what you want. And outside of the the one miss where he hit front of the rim, I thought even though he missed a couple, there were good misses. And there is a such thing as a good miss, as crazy as that sounds. So, um, yeah, it's more about the development of the players than winning games. People ask him where Jay Huff was. He is in health and safety protocols. I was I was told. Uh, two days ago that he had not made the trip out to Vegas. So now obviously, I mean, it's not like Vegas is super far away or anything like that. So um, that doesn't, you know, maybe he's there by now. I don't, I haven't heard, but again, I, I talked to someone two days ago who said he, he did not make the trip out. So we will see. I would like to see him play. I would like to see him back, but he's got to get out in health and safety protocols first. This isn't a situation where the Lakers decided to not play him or anything like that. They would like to play him. They just can't because he's in protocols. Uh, Super Chat said the Celtics are now 10 deep with the addition of Dal- Gallinari. Not good. Palinka needs to act fast. I don't think Palinka is acting based on what the Celtics do. I mean, they're in the East, but 
yeah, like the, the Lakers do need to have a better squad and they've, they've worked on that. I think that they, they had three goals for the offseason, right? According to what Darvin Hammond said, that was get younger, get more athletic and, and gain shooting. They've accomplished two of those. They've accomplished two of those things. If you, a certain trade comes through, maybe you could say they've accomplished three. We'll see. Agreed. Uh, why is Phil Handy not coaching? Because they, they trade off. They, they take turns. Uh, he was coaching California Classic. Uh, now it's Jordan Ott coaching. So that's that's it. There's the, again, it's summer league. You just want to get guys opportunities. Same thing with the coaches. Uh, Captain Chevrolet. Hi, first. Sorry I couldn't buy you guys a beer while you were in town. Next time. Hey, sounds good. Uh, we are looking at future dates to come out. Uh, second, hot take. Swider makes the squad. Max to South Bay basically swap contracts. Am I crazy? Well, Max Christie already signed his contract. So Swider making the, the but you you still could be right. You still could be right. They could Swider could get the last roster spot. He could get bumped off the two-way spot. And Christie could stay on his full roster full contract and spend most of the season with South Bay. That's possible. Would that is that out of the question here, Sean? For that to happen? No, I don't think it's out of the question. Somebody asked me this, Trevor, before you hopped in the playback stream. Would you have Christie stay in South Bay for the next season in, in the G League, or would you just keep him on the roster? My response was just keep him on the roster, even if he doesn't play for you really next season. You just want a guy on your roster that, in case an injury happens, um, Christie is such a good defender already that you know he can – um, step in at least defensively and hold his own in case an injury does happen. So I, I, I don't think it's out of the question though. Other than possibility. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, let's see what else we've got going here. I right, let's talk a little bit about Sharif O'Neal. Sharif, uh, Sharif look good. Why? He, why is he not playing more? I liked him too. I mean, I think minimal attempts or minimal minutes is okay for him, but he's been better than I thought he was. He's been better, and that's credit to him because I didn't have high expectations coming in. Neither than I. And I mean, again, he's just a freak athlete that, again, he's just played really, really or better than expectation, I guess. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think he could play a little bit more. I think they're really trusting and relying on Sasha, but. Um, when Jay Hupp, if he hopefully he does come back, um, is Sharif the third big? Because mm-hmm. you didn't really see too too much of Sasha and Sharif on the floor, except that one play where they tried to get a box out and a rebound when Tyshawn Alexander sh- shooting those three free throws. So, um, yeah, but I thought Sharif. I definitely think Sharif has played well in summer league, and you know, at least hopefully he's gotten himself a, a contract in the G League for the next season. Uh, let's see. A lot of people talking about Cole Swider. What do you, can Cole, can he get there defensive? We noticed some poor box out habits with him, but I mean, the shooting ability is fantastic. I mean, that's, and that is important, but can he get there defensively enough to stay on the floor in an NBA game? So I'm going to preface this by saying, and Trevor, you brilliantly brought this up in the playback stream, and I've mentioned it a couple times in the past as well, that let's give him some slack. He hasn't played, like, any real defense since high school. 
or and I, and I can even vouch for that because who knows he might play some wonky defensive stuff at his high school as well. But um, he has the size, he has the lanes, some of the stuff. Like I guess he's a he's he has some IQ defensively, but so let's give him some time. He's six nine, but the problem is defensively for him and on on the glass is just and yeah he did have that big rebound, but for the most part his positioning when trying to fight for rebounds and boxing out. Um, but yeah, he is six nine. I do think he can get there defensively. I think he'll definitely need some work on that end. And I mean, that's the biggest thing, Trevor. Like, if he's not shooting, which he was tonight, but if he's not shooting well, um, what does he provide for you? Because we were mentioning, like, man, he's not a good rebounder. He's right now not a good defender. He's not terrible, but he's not a good defender. Uh-huh. He doesn't do much else for you offensively, like playmaking wise or much else outside of a shooting. So, what does he do? You know, if he's not shooting well for you. So I think um, being able to turn into a good defender would be a, a good way, an easier way for him to get a quick roster spot because we know the shooting's there, but shooters going to slump. So when you're not shooting well, you can fall back on your defense. Yeah, you got to be able to contribute in other ways. So that's going to be critical for him is to get just be average. If you can be average defensively uh, and then do the little things, box out, all that kind of stuff. That would be really important for the Lakers if they're going to be able to use him. And again, this Lakers team, if we look at the roster build that uh, they've put together here, that's the one thing that's missing is the is the shooting. Um, but look, here's the other thing, though. I talked about this a lot heading into the offseason before we got into actually signing players. I said, give me a guy who can shoot 35% from three and can give you the kind of defense that you want and the kind of athleticism you want and is the age that you want over the guy who can shoot 40% from three and isn't any of those other things. So I'm not too upset with you know the the decisions the Lakers have made in terms of their their roster and who they've gone after but we're at a point now where they've got enough of all the other stuff to where they need to do they need to find some shooting and maybe Cole Swider can provide some of that but you need a guy to at least be average defensively out there for you in today's NBA otherwise they get switch hunted to death it's just it's what happens Malik Monk had that happen last year Duncan Robinson Luke mm-hmm. Kennard like it's it's a lot of these cases uh, I'll Farkash, if the option is there, would you trade for Richardson? So Josh Richardson of the Spurs and keep none or trade for Trent Jr. I would have done the second if we kept McClung. So I don't think you can trade for Gary Trent Jr. I mean, if they do great, that's a, that's fantastic. But, but let's break this down here. Let's say you can trade THT for Richardson and, and whatever picks or whatever, you know, other stuff, second round pick, whatever it is that has to be thrown in. You could trade THT for Josh Richardson, or you could trade THT and none and get Gary Trent Jr. And again, picks or whatever. What would you rather do there, Sean? Um, do we keep Russell Westbrook on the roster in this scenario, or are we I, getting Kyrie? Let's let's just assume yes. You you're keeping you're you've got Russ. Then I'm probably trading for Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I probably try for Gary Trent Jr. I think either way, either, either way, way you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I'm doing that. Either way, I'm trading for Trent Jr. Whether you have Russ or not. Yeah, uh, if you can get him. Westbrook will the Nets um, force the Lakers to fold and go all in Westbrook, THT, and future draft picks while accepting Kyrie and Harris, all to please LBJ. So, what do you think about that? Do, do the Lake is this to please LeBron to get him to sign that extension? And you know, the Nets to some degree have got to be hoping that. LeBron's looming extension. He can sign that August 4th. It's going to force the Lakers as time goes by 
to give up more. That's kind of what they're hoping for right now that, you know, you drag this thing out long enough. Suddenly LeBron's extension sitting there. You want LeBron to say, well, I'm not going to sign unless you trade for Kyrie there for the Nets get more in the deal. Uh, what do you think about that? I, I mean, on the surface, Westbrook THT and the future picks. I mean, if it's both picks that hurts, but if the basis is Westbrook THT for Kyrie and Harris, that's not bad. And that's not, because you're giving up THT in the deal, you're not even really taking on much salary there, if any. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe a little. I, bit I don't salary. think I would say I, I wouldn't say no to that. Actually, well, even if, then, if it was both first, if it was both first, you can maybe talk me into it because you could say, "Hey, theoretically, is like what Russ and a pick for Kyrie, and then THT and a pick for Joe Harris, like." Did we want to separate the two, but in the same deal, like thinking wise. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I I think that's a great way to look at it from the Nets point of view. Like, like you brought up, Trevor, we've talked about this in the previous video about how the LeBron extension could affect this trade in Brooklyn. That makes sense. Why Brooklyn, the report is they want to drag this out to training camp. I think that's a little too long, yeah. but um, yeah, that makes sense. Why Brooklyn wants to drag this out. I'm not sure the Lakers want to drag it out, but because again, like if you get it closer and closer, like let's say for some reason it's August 10th and the deal's not done yet, LeBron's like knocking on your doorstep, Rob. What's yeah, going on you don't here? Want that. You don't want that. So the, the Lakers right now, there the more time goes by, the more the Nets conceivably could gain leverage because another team could jump in. So yeah, if you're the Lakers, you ideally want to get this done sooner rather than later. But again, it's on the net. The Nets have they've got the player. They have to be the team to pull the trigger here. Yeah. Um, again, though, I, if it's both future picks, I'm, I'm not going that far. If it's Westbrook and THG and you can get it done right now. Okay. Yeah. You consider that, uh, Phoenix, even though the Lakers had, uh, had a bad season, I feel like Dwight Howard had a decent season. He would be a solid back backup center. He might be, but that's not what you need at this point. You already got Damian Jones. You got Thomas Bryant. Both those guys are a lot younger, probably more impactful than Dwight would be. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't see a spot on this team. For, for Dwight Howard. Like, if it's me, if I'm going to bring in another big, they've got to be able to shoot the three. And I'm probably not even bringing in another big. I'm probably looking more to see if I can find a wing out there somewhere, somehow. And in lieu of that, maybe you give, like, Swider or somebody like that a spot. Somebody who can at least provide shooting because that's what this team needs the most right now. Or, again, if I am going to get another big, you just bring up Jay Huff. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. You go get Jay Huff, so... That's what I would do. Andrew Muth with a super chat said the team is playing a dangerous game with the Kyrie negotiations. LeBron will leave. if We don't get him. That's not an option. Rebuilds take years. How do you know that? Do you know LeBron will leave if they don't get Kyrie? I mean, it's an assumption people are making, but I haven't seen that out there anywhere that anyone has been saying as a report. Mark Stein was misaggregated in something and people jumped to that conclusion, but that was not what he was reporting. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, like if, if it's going to cost you everything, does LeBron want you to do that? Maybe he does. I don't, we don't, we don't know. We don't know if that's LeBron's stance. We know he would, from what the rumors are, he would like to play with Kyrie, but are the Lakers in a spot where LeBron is telling them trade for Kyrie or else I'm gone? That hasn't been out there at this point. Yeah. Not yet. Anyway, well, we'll see as the days come. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And again, hopefully it gets done sooner. Uh, is there any chance LeBron waits until next year and re-sign for a pay cut like Harden did so we can use more money to sign bigger talent next season? Um, any chance? Sure. I mean, it's it's legal. Like, he's going to be a free agent in 2023. He could wait until then, and he could play for the veteran minimum if he so chose. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a billionaire, right? So Who needs money? That's possible. However, LeBron's stance has always been that he wants the most. He took a little bit of a discount with the Heat, and then he always said he wouldn't do that again. Because the problem was, if LeBron does it, a lot of other teams start looking at their own players and saying, well, LeBron did it, so you need to do it too. Mm -hmm. And he didn't like being used that way as leverage to try to force players to take less. Because, I mean, look, I know most of it, right? Fans want their teams to be able to sign players. Fans want their teams to be the best possible. And if a player takes less, that means somebody else can be signed with that money, and that's a good thing for your team. So fans want that, right? But if you take another step back from the player perspective, the CBA, it's artificial. It's an artificial economy that's being created. So you've got teams and owners who are going to players saying, oh, well, LeBron, yeah, you're probably really worth $100 million a season. Oh, but there's these pesky rules in the CBA. We can't. No, we can't pay you that. Well, guess who makes the CBA? The owners. I mean, yeah, look, the, the players have to negotiate and agree and all that. And there's the, the players association and everything. But ultimately, salaries are are by for the true max guys are artificially lower than they should be. So if you're a guy like LeBron taking less than what's already less than really what you should get in a true free market system, it, it doesn't it's a, there's another layer to that. It's not just, oh, he's not a team first guy or something like that. It's you're already taking less than what you in theory are worth. And then on top of that, you've got teams saying, hey, can you take even less to help us out? Well, just be willing to spend more then, right? That's the that's the behind the curtains battle, right? Basketball is like baseball where the best player probably gets paid closer to what he's worth. Like yeah, Trevor was spot on there. Felt like I was in a history class. Well, economics class. <laughs> Teacher Trevor Lane. There we go. That's uh, a previous life. Uh, Nick T said, the ideal situation is to send Russ home until the trade deadline to get more value for him. I would love to see Austin Reeves at the point guard spot. I don't think that's the ideal situation. I mean, if like, does that change his value? 
right? Does that no. change if he doesn't play? Like, if Russ is playing, what the only way that that the Lakers gain any leverage with Russell Westbrook and this and everything is if he's playing well, right? If he comes out and he and Darvin Ham seems to believe he talked about it today that he can really get more out of Russell Westbrook. Now, maybe that's just something he has to say right now. And honestly, it's smart of him to say those things right now. But you're taking away the possibility that Darvin Ham is right if you just send him home. And then you're you're asking ownership. Again, we're getting into the money of this. You're asking ownership to be okay with paying Russell Westbrook $47 million to not play basketball for you and to not even find out if Darvin Ham can do anything to get more of him. I don't... They're not going to go down that path. Now, if things, if Russell Westbrook causes a huge scene and they're not winning games and something happens in the locker room and things get really bad, then, I mean, then maybe you go down that path. But it takes a lot to get to that point. The Lakers aren't at that point. They're also not a young team trying to rebuild and hoping to get minutes for young players like Houston was with John Wall. So I don't see that happening. Now, you can get minutes for Reeves at the point guard spot, even if Russ is still on the roster. Yeah, agreed. And, um, if you kept Ross on the roster, you're not moving his trade value positively or negatively. Actually, you might move it negatively, if anything. Um, but yeah, like, like Trevor said, if you trade Russ, I mean, the only way to get Russ's value up is him play well next year. If he doesn't play well, then it's probably this is probably the lowest Russ's trade value is going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get Kyrie Irving out of it. So let's just. Be positive. All right. Uh, Doc Geo said, do you guys think the Lakers want to extend LeBron's contract? He's almost 40 with over 22 years of NBA games on his legs, counting playoff games. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, he was still fantastic last season. I mean, obviously the injuries are not great, but still very good. And uh, I mean, look, if the Lakers were, I've said it a bunch of times, if the Lakers were like the two or three seed or something and LeBron was playing at that level, he's an MVP candidate. So yes, I think they do. I think most likely if he does an extension, it's going to be a one plus one. And we're talking about two more years total next season of one more of LeBron. Then he'd be a free agent uh, or he'd be able to become a free agent when uh, Bronny enters the league. So we're not talking about like an eight year contract or something like which doesn't even exist in the NBA, but we're not talking about a long-term deal here. I imagine we're probably going to see a one plus one if he does sign that extension. Yeah. And again, the Lakers are notoriously known for wanting to take care of the stars. So, yeah, they definitely want to extend LeBron. Uh, Muhammad says, Russ, Nunn, THT, two first-rounders for Kyrie, Seth, and Harris. So all the that. stuff in exchange for Kyrie and two two shooters. Do you do that, Sean? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. We we had talked about how if you're Rob Polenka, you ideally want to hold out one of the firsts and you want to hold out THT and none if you can because you could use those things to go get Buddy Heald or Eric Gordon or something like that. And then you're not just adding Kyrie and Joe Harris. You're adding another shooter in addition, and then off you go. This, I think, it, it solves that problem without having to go get Buddy Heald or or Eric Gordon. And, like, who would you prefer? Let's assume Harris is in the deal no matter what. Would you rather have Seth Curry, Eric Gordon, or Buddy Heald? Which one of those do you, would you want the most? Either Seth or Buddy. I'm not really high on Eric Gordon in the first place, so. Okay. I, I actually like him. I like his, his playmaking ability, but I understand okay. if, if you don't. But, I mean, my point is just that you're kind of getting everything you were going to get in one move, right? Seth Curry is not the same as Eric Gordon, not the same as Buddy Heald, but you're getting a shooter. Yeah. Right? You're, you're getting a shooter. So, yeah, I don't have a problem. If you have to give up all the stuff to do that, I, I would do that. 
Will the Lakers? We'll have to wait and see. We'll somebody have to just, wait and see. Somebody just commented, he's literally a Curry, so you do it. <laughs> he's literally a Curry. That, that is a good point. That, that maybe is just the most straight-to-the-point part of the argument. His last name is Curry. You want him on your team. You want him on your team. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Winston McCarthy said, am I crazy thinking Cole Swider should be on the main roster, especially with the lack of shooting? What's your evaluation? He looks awesome to me. I, again, it's the defense. The shooting is fantastic. The defense, the rebounding, that's more of a concern. That may become more of an issue that we see pop up like in preseason, in training camp. But as of right now, based on what we've seen, his shooting is very, very good. And it's uh, it's something the main roster could certainly use. Yeah. And uh, we kind of gave our evaluation earlier on, but yeah, that's spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonny, if Russ is on the roster, what would be the chemistry like between he and Braun? It looked icy in Vegas. Again, um, we talked about this a little bit on the live stream. I was uh, sitting about 10 feet behind LeBron uh, during that game. And I sat there and I watched as every single Laker in the building. Talking Wenyan Gabriel, Taylor Horton Tucker, Juan Toscano Anderson, everybody, every single guy came by and said hi to LeBron. Phil Handy was over there for a little bit. Damon Jones, a former uh, Heat player with LeBron, was sitting next to him as well. Um, Look, they they came over. Everybody came by and said hi. Thomas Bryant came by and said hi. Russell Westbrook did not. And he was in the building. He stayed across, diagonal across the floor from LeBron. Russ was with the Summer League team. And to his credit, he was coaching them up. He was doing everything that that he could to help them out. Even uh, Scottie Pippen Jr. told us after the game that he, Russ, gave him advice that he actually took immediately and used in the game. So that that was cool to see. But Russ did not come over to say hi to LeBron. That that could mean nothing, right? Maybe they hung out for four hours before the game. We don't know. But it just it was noticeable that every other Lakers player came over and said hi to LeBron. Russ did not. And Russ Russ isn't stupid. Russ knows what's going on. Russ knows that there's trade talks about him, but the Lakers have also done a nice job of every time they've had an opportunity, they've talked about how valuable he is and how much they're looking forward to him coming back and all of these things. They're doing everything they can to not create, as you say, icy situation. But again, it did stand out that Russ didn't stop by to say hi to LeBron. Did any of the other Laker players say what's up to Russ? I didn't notice if they did. Okay. I didn't notice that they, they were Russ was across the floor from me. All right. So I didn't notice. Uh, Esham, it's being said the Nets are souring on Russ. If that's the case, do you start looking at AD? Uh, no, AD. that's that's where that's so the Nets are going to go back and forth on Russ. As I mean, part of that can be leverage. So right, the the story that came out or, or the, the what's essentially been coming out is that oh well maybe the Nets don't really want Russ or if they do want Russ. They need to get, you know, first round picks and things like that. That's the Nets saying, look, you've got to get a third team involved. And if you can't, then we need extra compensation because we don't really want Russell Westbrook. And of course, that's that should be their stance if you're the Nets. No matter what, they even if they really love Russ, they should be saying, eh, no, we don't really want him all that much. Because if they seem eager to actually bring him onto their roster, which I, again, I don't think they are, that just decreases their, their leverage in the situation. So they are looking to either get a third team involved that can give them stuff that maybe could even entice Kevin Durant to stay. Or if they take on Russ, they want to be compensated for having Russ on their roster. And that means draft picks. Yeah. I was about to say, looking at AD, how like looking at AD say, Hey, trade you, you healthy. 
Oh, trade. No. Now, here's the thing. If, if Rob Palenka had some comments about AD. Talked about how serious he's been this summer and, and all of that. This is going to be a big season for AD. And I'm not talking about like, oh, I think he's going to just blow up and be fantastic or whatever. I'm saying in terms of his impact, in terms of the future with the Lakers, the way he's seen around the NBA, this is an important season for him. I think this is the season where we could find out whether or not he can truly be that 1A guy. Because Darvin Ham, I think, is going to do everything he can to put him in that Giannis role. And he's going to be given opportunities to succeed here. And so we're going to find out real quick whether or not AD can become that guy again, that guy we saw in the bubble, maybe not quite shooting that percentage, but can he be that dominant? I think if he doesn't do it this season, it's probably just not going to happen. Yeah, again, that bubble version of Anthony Davis was just insane. It felt like every single mid-range jumper he shot was going in, but um, something close to that would be nice. Uh, Vector Nova, is Buddy and Eric worth the assets needed to get them to you guys? I don't think so, even with our needs. Also, do you think it's a bad idea to have both Curry and none uh, in a Russell Westbrook THT picks um, for Kyrie, Steph Curry, Joe Harris? Both Curry and none in that deal. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Uh, like, would you, you're saying you're suggesting Hank pull out none and pull out Curry. I think I would rather have Curry between the two. Right. Well, if you, you had got to pick between Kendrick Dunn and, and Seth Curry, you're taking Seth Curry, right? Probably. It's a, it's a close one, but yeah, it could. Depends on what you need. Depends on what you need. Yeah. I think Kendrick's a better defender too. So that's where the back and forth goes. On a LeBron team. I want probably Seth one Seth. Yeah. Right. On a LeBron team, I want Seth Curry. But but are the, are Buddy Heald and, and Eric Gordon worth the assets to give get them? Depends on what those assets are. If it's a first THT none, it feels kind of steep. That's a lot to give up to get those guys, particularly because again, I think none has a well, I mean, he has to bounce back, right? Just by being on the floor. I would be hesitant. But what if it's not a first? What if it's a second? Oh. Yeah, uh, 100%. I think you do that deal. What, well, is THT non in a second for Buddy Heald? And I don't want to write off THT as just, oh, he's just a throw-in, just salary filler. That's how some teams will see him, and it's part of that is because of his contract and because he has the player option next year. I think that's downplaying the potential that he does have. Yeah. But given the situation the Lakers are in right now, 
you go get Kyrie, you get LeBron, you've got LeBron, you get AD, you probably are going to need that other shooter coming in. Yeah. Uh, B. Jonesy, I think the perfect offseason would be get Kyrie and Joe Harris for Russ and a first, then get Buddy THT, none, or Buddy for THT, none, and Wunyan, then sign Pat Bev. Well, Pat Bev is not a free agent right now. But how do I think Patrick Beverly would do on the team? If he was a free agent, sure. I mean, just just fine. Um, you're going to need defensive minded guys and, and all of that. But would that be a, a perfect, would that be batting a thousand to you, Sean, if that was the offseason from here? I don't know if it's batting a thousand, but man, that's pretty close. Like that's about close. as that's about as close as you're gonna get to batting a thousand. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Because that's that's pretty solid. And again, I don't. I would think the Jazz, if they do anything, it will be to try to flip get something. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll try to flip him for something. They'll try to flip Patrick Beverly and get something else. Yeah, because where are we at now? Like I think I said right now, they probably get a B. Better give him a grade. So you get this like or any Kyrie trade, honestly, like you're you're pretty close to batting a thousand. Even without that buddy and Pat F stuff, you're pretty close. That's a really good offseason. All right, let's let's wrap up with this. Bad dog says gut feeling. Do you guys think Kyrie is in a Lakers jersey this season? I do. I do. I ultimately think it goes down. Folks I talked to in Vegas at Summer League pretty optimistic that it ultimately will happen again though i mean nothing's done until it's done and and like one phone call can change everything in a trade in the nba so like i don't want to say oh yeah it's it's absolutely happening but my gut it just it makes too much sense i I think it's going to happen and people i've talked to have expressed optimism that it's that it's going to happen as well um felt like that was the general vibe in vegas was people were thinking yeah it's probably going to go down at some point but Again, until something's done, there are any number of things that could trip something like this up. What do you think, Sean? What's your your gut? Is it going to happen? Uh, in the video with Yumi and Damien at the studio, I said I'm betting the house on that it's happening. A Kyrie trade happening, and uh, unless there's something I missed, uh, I'm reporter Trevor Lane here saying, "Yep, it's going to happen," or is optimistic that it's going to happen. So, yeah. I mean, again, I, I don't I just I don't want to lead people astray here or anything. I don't want to want to say something that we didn't hear. Right. Nobody was saying it's done. I saw that floating around people saying it's actually really done. Just they can't announce it yet or anything. I didn't hear anybody saying that. Yeah. Right. That And that take has been out there on the Twitter sphere. I didn't hear anybody saying it's done or people optimistic that it is ultimately going to happen. Ace of hearts. Y'all may disagree, but Jabari Walker should have been taken with that second round pick. He was available and worked out for the Lakers. Fits what we need better than Christie. Six nine, athletic, three and D wing. Sean, you you were high on Max Christie. Uh, are you still that way despite the shooting struggles that we've seen? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm still high. I mean, again, I'm not going to waver my confidence after what four summer league game, five summer sure. league games. At this point, I will say this because Jabari went undrafted. I think unless I'm missing something, I would have so much loved if they had got Jabari Walker. Uh, if he went undrafted, or if they had, um, or if they had bought another second round pick and then used it to go select Jabari Walker, there's a couple other guys I wish they had traded up to get. But um, no, my confidence definitely does not wave waver after a few summer league games. All right, Jason T. I've fallen victim to Joe Harris highlights. Low ha- love how he comes off picks and quickly going to his right, looking for hope. Guys, look, if Joe Harris is healthy, he's worth his contract. 
There's, there's yeah. questions about how healthy he is after the ankle issues, but he's very, very good. And uh, the Nets, I don't think the Nets actually want to move on from him, but from a salary perspective, they might. So, yeah, look, I, I would not be dis- – as long as the Lakers are happy with his medicals, Joe Harris could be a great fit. Agreed. All right. Intel Wilder, last Super Chat says, F the toenail clippers. <laughs> All right. It's a good way to end it. All right, everybody. Uh, appreciate you guys for joining us. We'll have our normal live show Monday nights, tomorrow night. Uh, so join us for that. We'll go live at 11 o'clock. Uh, well, it'll be 9 o'clock Pacific time and because uh, there's no game. So we'll go we'll go live 9 o'clock Pacific time tomorrow night. Come join us. Who knows? Maybe we'll be breaking down a Kyrie trade by then. Fingers crossed. Let's hope it happens. Make sure you guys do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Ring that notification bell as well. Make sure you follow us over on Apple Podcasts, five-star rating and review. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.